With Foucault and, and you know, postmodernism exactly uh, as well, um, is there's a tendency to just fold in on itself. Yeah, yes. To say you know to say that there's 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 no there's no ultimate meaning for anything mm. is in itself an ultimate meaning. Well, I mean, maybe maybe it is. I may, 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 you know, maybe it is. Yeah. Uh, may, maybe that's maybe that is the truth of human existence. Well, when um, I look at you know, when I look at the, you know, the the discussion between Chomsky and Foucault, mm. you can look at that, you can listen to them, and you think, well, I respect both these guys, and mm. and uh, it's all very interesting. But um, I will go with the idea that you know there are certain, certain scientific foundations that mm. will you know help me when I go to the hospital and things like that. Yeah, as um, uh, I will take my chances, but be mm. skeptical. You know, be skeptical yes. about that. Yeah. But even that, but I mean, even that. I mean, and I agree with you. With you know, you, you know it, mm. it, and again, you know, Hume makes that point as well. He said, "When you can be, you can question all these things as long as you like, uh, and you can genuinely be convinced that uh, that the, you know, that the, you, you, there are no absolutes. There are no, there are no, you know, natural laws that you can prove. You can only just believe that they're there because they've always, you know, because they've always seemed to be there. But at the end mm. of the day, um, just for all practical purposes." Uh, you have to, in a sense, you have to accept the social construction uh, that, that, that the science is going to work. But having said that, um, having said that, there is a lot of literature uh, around. I've, I've I've been introduced to some of it recently, which is actually quite quite startling. Um, there's a lot of in, in, information around at the moment about how um, even the medical sciences have been construed in a in a in a biologically male uh, way. In the sense that that um, you know uh, diagnosis of particular kinds of pain, um, distribution of particular kinds of medical care, um, psychological kind of attitudes to 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 certain conditions and, and certain kind of, um, are seen very differently when they're presented from a, uh, from a male perspective than yeah. if they're presented from a female perspective. I mean, I can, you know, and one of the one of the, the, the you know one of the the the, the crude. Discussions which I've I've come across in the past um, is if you know if I you know if 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 I went along I remember this if I, I went along to 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 uh, when my daughter was younger I went along uh, to the hospital I think it was a GP because you know um, I thought you know she was having difficulty breathing or something like that and they said oh yeah yeah well look at that don't you worry and so on. but my my partner went and did the same thing on another occasion uh, and she came away with a very strong feeling that she was being dismissed as an hysterical woman. Oh, yeah. don't worry about it. It's fine. You know, go away, and, and, and it'll sort itself out. Um, now, I'm not saying it's always the case, but apparent, mm. but there is a lot of, of stuff there where you know where 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 you know, medicines well, have been designed. Yeah, sorry. No, no, sorry. Just a lot, lot of stuff that where you know, medicines yeah. have been designed, um, particularly with 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 you know um, with with biological uh, with you know uh, biological uh, male biological kind of characteristics in mind. Um, mm. Don't work. As well, or work in a different way for women. I mean, the yes. whole business about kind of you know the hysterical woman. I mean, the hysterical woman was the idea of uh, there was that belief that you know that uh, that a woman's womb, um, hysteresis, mm. kind of that hysterectomy, uh, the womb would wander around, would kind of move around the body and cause women to be kind of Im emotional and and and, and so and so there were all kinds of treatments to deal with. That. So even well, the medical um... professionals are are are, are, mm. are open to you know social constructions. Uh, which, which you know, privilege or which defines something as essential and not essential, and so on. Yeah, well, it's definitely um, 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 
you know accounts of women being treated uh, you know poorly for things like you know menstrual pain mm. uh, and um yeah early hysterectomies quickly get that yes, yeah yeah mm. and um and yeah all from a kind of male perspective so yes mm. i definitely agree and it's to do with the physical you know biological differences absolutely yeah i mean one of the uh, one of the books that i was uh, i was referred to which is uh, which is something of an eye opener if anybody's interested in this is a book by uh, a woman called uh, gabrielle jackson and it's called pain and prejudice um, and it, it, it's it's yeah, it is a bit of an eye opener um, about about the differences um, that the medical profession um, has has exhibited when dealing with kind of you know uh, uh, medicalizing the the, the the various genders. So you know, worth a look if you're interested. I might put that up on the Facebook page. But the last, I mean, what we were talking about, you know, how do you can you know how do you confront the absolutizing of of you know, Aristotelian accidents or the absolutizing perhaps of, of um, um, social constructions and the privileging of all these things. Uh, and one of the things that we <laughs> recently just, uh, um, just, you know, kind of did a bit of reading on, um, um, one of the kind of, uh, kind of architects of, of current um, feminist theory was, uh, was a, a woman called Lucy Rigueray, um fascinating woman. Uh, again, quite contentious in her own way, but still very, very, very interesting. And uh, she deploys this idea. She's sometimes kind of accused by other feminists as being a bit of an essentialist. So they say, oh, you know, basically mm. you're just, you know, you're, 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 you're leaning into um, um, the gender divides and whatever. Mm. Um, <clears throat> I'm not sure that's true. Um, and I think there's a bit of misapprehension, mis misunderstandings here. But nevertheless, um, she talks about mimnesis. Or mimesis, M-I-M-E-S-I-S, mimesis, um, mm. uh, and as far as I understand it, uh, uh, it's basically the idea of adopting a position um, so as to make it untenable. So mm. she says. So, mm. for example, I mean, the example she uses, which is the one that make, which is the clearest, I guess, is um, from a from a from a, uh, a feminist point of view. If women are have been understood as being irrational and illogical yeah um then uh women ought to kind of you know um ought to argue against that by basically by by being more rational and yeah. more logical so in a sense they kind of adopt the position they sort of say oh yeah well of course you know we are irrational and illogical women um, yeah. But then they start to talk about their irrationality and their illogic in very rational and logical terms until it, it no longer is a sustainable position. Um, mm. So in a sense, you get invited to the party mm. um, because people think you're adopting the role. Yeah. Um, but then at your, as you adopt the role, you, you, in a sense, you kind of de, you decenter and deconstruct that role by kind of, mm. you know, showing that, uh, that, that, um, that it actually doesn't make any sense. And it reminded me of a, a little bit. Um, it reminded me of a, of a, and I'm sure I'm trivialising Irigaray here, but I, uh, it reminded me a little bit of, of um, uh, an interview with Mel Brooks uh, yeah. when he was when he was talking. And Mel Brooks was talking about um, um, he did this, you know, he was people were saying, oh, well, you know, you've done, you, you did the producers, yeah. um, uh, and it has that that famous um, track, you know, Springtime for Hitler. Yeah. Uh, uh, and it's all, you know, and it's, you know, isn't that, isn't that considered, you know, don't you consider that to be a bit in bad taste? Is that not, you know, is that not? And he said, well, yeah. no. He said, because um, you, 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 you try and confront these people 
using you know uh, uh, kind of head on, um, and they uh, and particularly if they've got power, um, then they will just mm. beat the shit out of you. So they will yeah. kind of come at you, uh, uh, and you'll just get this kind of you know, this loggerheads kind of beating against each other. He says, so what I found is is a much more subversive way, um, yeah. is to look as if uh, you're kind of you know you're somehow kind of you know not necessarily supporting but you look as if you know you're saying oh yeah hi guys you know, yeah you're, you're you're kind of you know you're not you're not criticizing them um yeah. but increasingly you just make their position look ridiculous so they don't like being so the fascists don't like being laughed at you know they they'll take you know you know they'll take front on attack they love that they love the front on attack because it gives them that sense of, yes. kind of grandeur and mission um yeah. but if increasingly you just make them look more and more foolish yeah, just so tweaking kind of, their nose. Yeah, so you come along, you dress in the uniforms, you start kind of marching. Everywhere. Oh yeah, yeah, you would, and then you break into sort of some balletic display <laughs> or whatever. Um, yeah, then the yeah. whole thing just kind of falls apart. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. But I mean, it did that remind is, me. Um, it's a really good interview uh, on YouTube with him, um, and uh, yeah, he talks about the opening night of of um, uh, the producers, which was called mm. Springtime for Hitler, and um, during that. The big sequence of springtime for Hitler. Um, there was a great, a big guy come, um, you know, um, marching up the the aisle, uh, where he said, "Where the, where the fuck is Mel Brooks?" <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, and he's saying like, you know, this is disgusting. Jews are in concentration camps, blah blah blah. And uh, he he met him. He ran up to him, and um, the guy said to to him, "I was in World War Two," and Mel Brooks said, "I was in World War Two too. I didn't see you there." <laughs> Excellent. That kind of encapsulates yeah. it. It just makes it yeah. you know, stupid. Yes. He said, "Yeah, you can't get on a soapbox." Yes, idiots. Yeah. No, yeah. And sometimes you know, so I think you know, Irrigate's idea of of, of, of uh, mimesis is, is is it has it has an attraction to it. I don't think she's t I don't think she's coming at it particularly from a kind of a Mel Brooks sort of. I think she'd be more kind of you know more more uh, uh, um, you know um, serious minded about it than that. But the idea. Of, of you know, um, in a sense, deconstructing an idea from the inside. Um, so yeah, well, okay, let's just get you know, come along and chat a little bit, uh, mm. and then ch and you see this, uh, you do see this on the world stage a bit more. You see this quite a lot in, in you've seen this a lot um, recently, I think, in in uh, in America, uh, where you've had perhaps um, somebody from a kind of you know kind of residual sort of you know Trump supporters or people from a kind of a more right wing. You know, giving uh, giving particularly giving women representatives about a hard time for one reason or another, uh, mm. and they uh, and, and the women taking you know kind of just taking them down and just saying, well, you know, I, here I am operating within this kind of in, in this male construction, mm. which is the kind of the political arena, um, which looks as if I ought to just kind of be very grateful for this, and then proving. Um, that I am perfectly capable of functioning in here. I'm not anybody's mm -hmm. lackey. Um, and actual fact, this particular arena is not construed as male. It's just, mm. it's just, a, uh, and that's one of the things that's cropping up. You know, it crops increasingly when you start to uh, to move out of the, 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 as you were saying, moving out of that of, of, of the arena where you you've got your you know your de Beauvoirs and your Irigarets and your Christophers, which in some respects are still talking in a kind of a binary way. About about kind of equality and about trying to kind of discover new ways of of identifying gender difference, and then you start moving into. And we haven't got you know we, this is a whole new area which I mean you know, I'm I'm not I'm not uh, uh, qualified to speak of uh, uh, certainly mm -hmm. not at the moment. Uh, you're moving into that whole area of kind of gender fluidity, 
mm. uh, and what that actually means. And it's a, and, and it's a and it's a real it's a real triggering discussion for all sorts. Of, and it, it used to be fairly straightforward. It used to be fairly mm. straightforward, particularly for kind of you know well-meaning liberals like ourselves. Yeah, we need to make sure that we give the power back. We need to give power back to 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 the people who it's been taken away from. So there's mm. equality. As back to our original discussion, mm. beginning of the first podcast, give give it back. We need equality. So you know, so people of of, of different uh, of different race, uh, you know, different kind of race racial groups uh, who have been turned into minorities. We need to kind of give them the power back so they're on an equal. You know, genders. We need to kind of equalize the kind of you know the options and the possibilities for kind of male and female. Um, that's you know, that's now that's that's now uh, a, a form of debate. Which is kind of we're looking at in the rearview mirror now. Mm. Um, mm. The discussions have now moved on to well, do these binary oppositions are these binary oppositions in play at all anymore? Um, are they all social constructions? Um, you know, and that that is the big question mark that a lot of people are struggling with at the moment. So I'm mm. I'm incapable of 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 engaging meaningfully in that conversation at the moment because I I just mm. am not informed enough. Um, mm. I'll just say on top of that is going towards that area. Um, I've got you know, certain ideas and certain uh, beliefs, but the most important thing is to uh, make sure people are able to talk about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. and because people are not shut down. Mm. I can see Wittgenstein yeah. waving at the back there, kind of giving, yeah, you, a thumb, yeah, giving yeah. you a thumbs up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, and it's 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 you know I think that it is keeping you know maintaining a dialogue. Um, and uh, uh, and you know just I don't know. It sounds very it sounds very very tweed, doesn't it? But just just you know not not absolutizing not absolutizing mm. things that that we have no right to absolutize uh, because mm -hmm. we generally we genuinely generally do harm that way. Um, mm. I don't know. That's maybe may, maybe maybe in a few years' time we can revisit this when we've done more reading and more thinking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> So, um, with me uh, here today in the uh, WTF mansions um, is Soren, the uh, the non-binary archaeologist. Hello there. Uh, very pleased to see you. Um, um, and uh, we've been we've been talking about issues relating to kind of essence uh, and and accidents, and we've been talking about. Um, 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 you know what is what is what is essential to an existence, um, and what is only kind of cosmetic, or what is only kind of so they have kind of nature nurture thing. Is there some are there things that make us exactly what we are? Absolutely important to us. And the philosophers, as we've been discussing, uh, have genuinely had this kind of belief that there are things that make us what we are, and these have been variously linked to, to consciousness and reason and so on. But they've also been linked to physicality and to sexuality and gender uh, and all these sorts of things in an attempt, and, and perhaps sometimes a very high-minded attempt to kind of get down, pin down what is essential to the human condition um, for some people so that can be protected um, for others so it could be used to, just to beat people with um, so um, Soren yes uh, we've worked together before we have <laughs> you're a, a long-standing you know member of the community I am uh, and, uh, that's true uh, <laughs> and um, I, I you know I remember not so long ago um, you coming to, 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 to chat to me and say, you know what, I've decided to, to, to identify myself as non-binary. 
Uh, I have, but I will correct you there. Please do. For, please for how, dare you correct how, da- how dare you correct me? How dare you correct me? I'll, I'll show myself out. You get your own podcast. <laughs> get my own podcast. I will. Um, um, it's not, it's, firstly, it's not a choice. It's okay. not a decision. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, right. There was something else I'm going to say, and it's uh, it's completely gone from I'm my sure. mind Well, that, that's a good one to start with. That's a good can, one to start that, with. That will come up. So anyway, so uh, so let me put that another. Let me let me put this another way. So um, what you did is you, you came and said, "I am yes non-binary." Indeed. So it's, it's, I have it's, discovered this yes, about myself. About yourself. Um, uh, and I had to scratch my head for a while because uh, uh, <clears> it, it took me a little while to kind of get my head around what that meant. Mm. And you you were very helpful in, in in helping to define that. So I mean, would you like to? Would you like to? Uh, to explain what that means to our listener. Yes, of course. So um it kind of it, it is based on the on the idea that which is is fairly fairly well established in the kind of gender philosophy circles that gender is a spectrum um and that it's not it's not just a dichotomy of male and female there are various other identities between that that are made up of uh, physical things um anatomical factors and of course, you know the impact of of society and your upbringing and stuff that creates that creates gender, that creates uh, the the idea of gender, mm-hmm. the kind of tacit knowledge that we all have of our own genders, and that is a big spectrum. So if you say you've got you know male to to simplify it, mm-hmm. you've got male at one end and female at the other end of the spectrum. Um, and some people, like myself, um, float around more sort of in the middle of that that kind of spectrum I'm there. Floating, so um, some sort of some sort of big old floater, yeah. just just hanging around there. Yeah, interesting, interesting. Now, uh, it's all fascinating stuff, and I'm being I'm, I'm I will be playing devil advocate here because obviously you know I'm 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 I'm, I'm down with the kids, and I know what's going on here, and you know, you've been really helpful mm. in clarifying. Um, um, you, you know your 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 self-understanding and so on um but i can remember um when uh, when you first put in an appearance mm. um in the uh, in 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 what we interestingly call you know the world of, mm. of, of real things it's all gone downhill since then. it's gone downhill since then that's absolutely true mm. um and i can remember people saying at the time the usual thing oh look it's a girl mm. they said uh, yes. And they looked at you, and they held you up, and and you had various component parts. Normally, Indeed. basically, they look at your undercarriage, yeah, and then it's kind of okay, you're a girl, and that yeah. seemed and, and that seemed to be a fairly simple, um, non problematic. You know, <laughs> you just check under the bonnet, yeah. Um, it's got this kind of configuration. It's a girl. If it had yes. a different kind of configuration, um, it's far what, too simple. What's wrong with that then? That's why, far why, too you, simple. You, you, you you're saying that's not a thing. It's it's not a. Th- I mean. It's an identifier of like, ah, yes, that is labia, that is a penis. Mm-hmm. Can you say Whatever. that? Can you say that on a podcast? I don't, I don't know. Let's just, let's just I do apologise yeah, for, for saying penis. Yeah, but, I'm um, sure Danny can There is a point that. to this. I'm sure Danny can edit it if necessary. I'm sure. Carry on. Come on. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's if you if you think about that for any length of time, that's incredibly reductive. Even even in terms of just pure biology, pure anatomy, ignoring any any kind of societal. Uh, building of the ideas of gender, just looking at one piece of anatomy and saying, "That's what you are." That's insane. They, they, like they don't even look at internal organs at all. Mm-hmm. They don't look at chromosomes. They don't look at hormones. They don't look at secondary sexual characteristics like like uteruses or nothing like that. It's one piece of anatomy that I I learned the other day in um, one of the um, 
trans um, education groups I'm in on, on social media, um, there there isn't a standardised cutoff point for at what point you'd say if something is a, to use some slightly rude words, a clitoris or a penis. There's no cutoff point. Doctors will just judge that and say, ah, that's what I assume that to be. Right. Which, that's that's so subjective, mm. particularly in a, a child that young. Mm. Um, so firstly, that's that's incredibly, incredibly basic mm. to, to define an entire person. Um, moving on from that, like there's something like 14 or 15 different sexual phenotypes that humans have. For example? Uh, for example, there's um, there's a particular kind of hormonal uh, chromosomal setup um, where people are born assigned female um, with you know uh, labia, vagina, uterus, and stuff. And when they hit puberty, um, their hormonal configuration. And again, I'm I'm not a biologist, so I don't know the specifics. But when they hit puberty, um, their voices drop and they they grow a penis, and that's relatively common not obviously it's still like a minority of of society mm. because these are these are sexual and gender minorities um but that's that's a thing that's commonly known about there are commonly women with xy chromosomes mm. there are commonly um, and that's this isn't even taking account of people who are intersex mm. um people who are born with with two sets of of secondary or primary sexual characteristics mm. um so even even just on a biological basis it's much more complicated than what's in your pants mm. really mm. yeah there's a fantastic um twitter thread from a biologist who studies this explaining why it's so complex i will post it mm. on the philosophy wtf facebook page thank you okay. um or, or send it to mm. michael danny to mm what they will with but it explains this and it explains why it is so complex and why sexual um sex as well as gender is a spectrum mm. interesting fascinating stuff fascinating stuff um so i mean getting back to the so in in, in, in a sense and certainly from my experience um i i grew up during the um um what might be called a kind of the gay revolution when when mm. you know Finally, and it's not, and we and we haven't reached the final destination yet. But <laughs> finally, uh, um, the gay community got recognition. The idea of of of, mm. of 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 being gay and manifesting yourself in 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 a, in a gay way uh, and identifying yourself as gay, all of that became decriminalised. Um, mm. And uh, as I say, we, there's still a long way to go. So I kind of un I recognise that. Yes. Um, but non-binary was 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 a new well, not a new one on me, but it was one. It was more difficult for me to get my head around. So how is that? So how's the difference? So, so for example, you would not you would not identify yourself as gay. Um. So I identify myself as bisexual. Mm -hmm. Um. And part of that is. Part of that, I think, is to do with that was the terminology that was around when I was in my teens and kind of learning about all of this. Um, so what the term I kind of use for myself is queer. I'm under the kind of queer umbrella, and that means I don't have to spend a lot of time explaining <laughs> all the individual terms to people whose, whose business it is none of. Mm, mm. Um, but yes, queer, queer is a nice term that kind of covers <laughs> not, not cisgender, not straight. Right, okay. 
So would you, so kind of you know, just kind of keying into our discussions with the good discussions we've been having, Daniel, about about um, um, an essential or an accidental. I mean, we were talk we've been talking about, for example. Um, Depending on where this conversation fits into our mm. in, fits into our our, our edits, <laughs> we have been talking about, or we'll be talking about um, Aristotle's understanding of mm. um, kind of uh, the difference between essence, uh, uh, an essence and accident. And mm. an accident is just having brown hair. That's accidental. Yes. It's got nothing to do with your your actual identity. You could have brown hair. You could have red hair. You have green hair. Mm. It doesn't. It, it doesn't. It shouldn't impact on your on your designation as as, as a human being. Yes. Having no hair at all, thankfully, mm. um, uh, is not something that should it should impact on you. You know, strictly speaking, things like you know, um, you know, color of skin, height, all those sorts of things are mm. accidents. Yes. Um, but Aristotle says there are things that are that are essential. They're the necessaries and things that you, you actually have to be there to be a human being, mm. for example. Yeah. Uh, and reason was one of the mm. Greeks love a bit of reason. They, they so do. Rationality mm. is right there. And, and you know, Plato was, was overrated. Hell, so it rationality. is kind of yeah, it is a lot, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, are you are 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 you saying um, that? Um, Certainly, from your point of view, mm. that um, sexuality or gender um, is is an is a, is an accident. It's not in in Aristotelian terms. It's, it's an accident, like having brown hair. Mm. It's nothing to do with your. You're not born with that essential identity. I think that's a really difficult one to answer because I think well, I asked it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that. Yeah. Um, I think. <sighs> Again, I think it's difficult to narrow it down to those terms. Like, I'm sure there, I'm sure there are kind of societal things that have built up over time to become what I am today. Mm. But I don't think that it's a simple matter of like I was born without being non-binary. Like, I think that's something that was always there, whether that's hormonal or chromosomal or something else that we don't understand right. um i think it's possibly a combination of something along those lines and then okay societal you, things yeah and i'll give, okay, I'll give you a, 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 an example and, and, and then we'll we'll, we'll uh we'll we'll give you a break here because this is this is tricky ground to be, to be negotiating and i do yeah. appreciate you being here and i will feed you afterwards. oh thank you um, <laughs> um, I mean, it's, there was some dude in, I think he was in, I think he was somewhere in, it, it was somewhere in Scandinavia. I think it was like, you know, Norway or Sweden, mm. Denmark. Or um, uh, and this dude was, I think he must've been in his late sixties. Mm. Um, and he decided to self-identify as a man in his forties. Mm. So he said, okay, you know, who is, who is, you know, society can't tell me. Uh, what I should be. My biology shouldn't tell me what I should be. If I, if I, if, 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 oh, sorry, being, I'm yeah, you're if I'm, if, if, you know, being, if, you know, being a particular age um, is, is not essential, it's not part of your essence and it's part of a kind of social construction, mm. then I will, I will redefine myself as being a 40 year old man. And people will kind of laugh at him and so on and so forth. Now, is that not the same thing? It's, it's not. And it's, it's a little insulting to to the trans community in general, and I will I will go into this. Thank you. Um, I think it's it's accidental being born uh, gay, bisexual, trans, non-binary. Um, it's essential coming to terms with that 
and evaluating that within yourself and how that fits within society that's essential mm -hmm. um i think something like aging and life experience while that is uh not kind of a, a set <laughs> measurable thing we do we do kind of understand the concept of aging and how your body changes and and things like having life experience and how that changes you and that's why we have things like age of consent that we we can acknowledge how level of life experience and maturity mm. has an impact on you um because that couldn't get because his argument couldn't work the other way around you couldn't no. you couldn't have a 15 year old boy saying well actually um i had sex with this girl yeah um but i defined myself as 21. yeah because that wouldn't work, certainly wouldn't work legally. And that no, would, absolutely. There'd, there'd be a lot of ethical questions about, about that. Yeah, that, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but I think, I mean, I think this, this ends up being, again, that he, this man decided to do this as a, whether it was a prank or an academic exercise or whatever, this, this man decided that I don't want to be this, actually, I want to be that over there. Um, and for trans and non-binary people, it's not the case. It's that I am, I am that. Yeah. And the the best uh, example or or rationale I can give for that is that like I wouldn't choose to be non-binary if I had a choice. I would. I don't think I. Well, I don't know any trans people who would choose to be trans. Just because it's 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 difficult in because the it's difficult climate. it's awful <laughs> yeah i you know if i could choose to just be the gender i was defined at birth then i would because mm. that would make my life exponentially easier mm. it would make me safer from physical harm mm. it would make me safer in terms of mental health mm. it would make me more likely to be able to get a job mm. um i would i would choose that immediately but i know i I again, it's that tacit that's, knowledge thing that I know. I know are. that that's not what I am. Mm. Um, and I think I've I've mentioned this before that it's sad, but it's such an integral part of the LGBTQ plus experience that um, we have to wonder whether our friends and family do love us unconditionally, and that's something that other communities don't have don't experience. And I don't know anyone who would choose that. And that there's a difference there between not wanting to choose that and being proud. Like I'm proud of who I am. I'm proud to be able to to speak out about this, and I'm I'm proud that I am very lucky that I I I knew my parents weren't going to you know disown me. I knew that my partner was supportive. I I knew that you know most of my friends were supportive. But I, you know, there's always that that wonder there. I have one in particular quite close friend who doesn't really speak to me anymore since mm. since coming mm. out. Mm. Which might be something different, but you wonder, and I don't know why anyone would choose that. Choose that. Whereas saying, "I wish I was younger. If I could choose to be younger, I would choose that." And then absolutely, yeah. I know. I, I think that anyone would would choose to be younger, except you know maybe teenagers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's that's kind of the integral difference. There is that you know, there's a lot of a lot of philosophy that you can throw around about the experience, but ultimately, it's that it's not. It's I would I would not choose this if I had a choice. So some people are, you know, born a gender and other people have queerness thrust upon them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Soren, the, the, the queer archaeologist, I love you unconditionally and thank you very I know. much. No thank, problem at thank all. Thank you very much for talking to us. Always happy to come and talk about being, you know, mad and, and <laughs> queer and 
interested in, in dead people's things. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you.